may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Luke Aiken jumps 25,000 feet without a parachute into a 100 by 100 foot net. That's 100 feet by 100 feet net. From 25,000 feet. He's a veteran of 18,000 jumps. I can't even imagine what that would look like. I mean, you can't see it from 25,000 feet. You have to guide yourself in, and it was shown... uh, with a slight delay on Fox TV last night. I missed it, but 25,000 feet. And he jumped up out of the net and wandered off and greeted his family. So I was calling a few people who are in the uh, skydiving business. So I want to talk to them about this feat and about skydiving generally. And the first two people I, I called who run skydiving shoes, a show said, or schools rather, said, Absolutely not. I'm not going to talk to you. The guy's an idiot. He's damaged our our industry. I don't know. Got a lot of publicity. And uh, we're going to be talking later on with uh, Adam Maybe. He's the president of the Parachute School of Toronto about this. You know, there are people who jump on a backyard um, trampoline. And are worried about missing it coming down when they're five or six feet up in the air. This guy was 25,000 feet, so we'll talk about that later. Have something remarkable uh, in the next hour. You know, we've been talking to women primarily who tell us they've been bullied and um, assaulted, sexually assaulted, in uh, police forces, particularly the RCMP. That's where our focus has been. But we're going to be speaking with Marlene Hope at the top of the next hour. Marlene is a retired from the Calgary Police Service detective. She retired in August of last year. She was a sergeant before that. 26-year veteran of the Calgary Police Service. And for the first time anywhere, Marlene Hope is going to join us to talk about what she says is a broken organization, the Calgary Police Service. I told you yesterday we'd be talking about a police organization that really hasn't been making headlines for being dysfunctional. But Marlene Hope is going to be talking to us about her experience in the Calgary Police Service. She'll be joined by Patricia Ferris, who's a psychologist in Calgary who deals with um, organizations with with issues of bullying and uh, workplace malfunction. Um, There are more and more people stepping forward. I know there are going to be some who will be angry and say... Well, you know, you're just anti-police, Green. Well, no, I'm not. I've been very supportive of police, and I continue to be very supportive of police. I take very seriously that I'm an honorary member of the Police Association of Ontario and the Hamilton Police Association. I respect cops, good cops, than most of them are. That's not just a throwaway statement. Most of them are good cops. 
but there are problems. We're finding that out. Just in Edmonton a couple of days ago, um, survey done among Edmonton Police Association members, was it 80%? Who said that they work in a uh, toxic environment. Now the chief is getting involved. You know the RCMP story, so we'll talk to Marlene Hope um, in the next hour. A great deal coming up today. I want to start with this, though. Donald Trump. No guests, just me and you. So maybe you saw during the Democrats' convention the father of Captain Humayun Khan, 27-year-old, who died in a suicide bombing in 2004 in Iraq. Um, Mr. Khan, Kazir Khan, Humayun's father, questioned Donald Trump's understanding of the United States, understanding of the Constitution, and offered to held up a copy of the Constitution during the televised broadcast and offered to lend it to Mr. Trump. And uh, Donald Trump has responded. I'm just going through all of the papers here just, just before we went on the air. I keep reading about it more and more is developing here. Uh, Donald Trump has responded on ABC television to George Stephanopoulos. He said, I think I've made lots of sacrifices. I work very, very hard. And he said he raised millions for military veterans, and he wonders why uh, Mr. Khan would attack him on television in front of millions of people. He also wondered, and this is where a lot of the negative commentary about Donald Trump has come in, he wondered, he questioned why Mr. Khan or Mrs. Khan didn't speak. And Donald Trump said, quote, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say, you tell me. So let me read you a, a little bit about what is being said internationally. Excuse me, i got something going on in my throat. Um, this is what the Guardian newspaper in, uh, in the UK printed. And we'll go to your calls in, in just a minute. Got the computers not agreeing with me either. So the Guardian writes, the parents of a Muslim-American soldier killed in Iraq said on Sunday that Donald Trump was a, quote, black soul, end quote, unfit for the White House after he insulted them and suggested he'd made sacrifices for the U.S. comparable to their sons. Amid widespread astonishment at the conduct of the Republican presidential nominee, the family of the 27-year-old Army captain, Humayun Khan, who died in a suicide bombing in 2004, said Trump was morally deficient and incapable of empathy. Quote, he is totally unfit for the leadership of this beautiful country, end quote, said Kaiser Khan, Humayun's father. Khan also pleaded with Senator Mitch McConnell and House Speaker Paul Ryan, the Republican leaders in Congress, to denounce Trump's comments about his family and his attacks on Muslims. Neither McConnell nor Ryan has responded. Khan urged Trump's children to intervene and fix his character after Trump mocked Khan's wife and appeared to suggest she was blocked from paying tribute to her dead son, at last week's Democratic National Convention because of her religion. His wife, Ghazala Khan, dismissed Trump's insinuation and reiterated that she had been too upset to talk after seeing a picture of her son displayed on the stage. What mother could, she asked in an article written for the Washington Post. Donald Trump has children whom he loves. Does he really need to wonder why I did not speak? She also rejected Trump's claim that employing people in his property company and overseeing the building of great structures amounted to a sacrifice for his country. The Khans were as roundly supported as Trump was condemned after the Republican nominee criticized Ghazala Khan for standing silently beside her husband while he delivered his moving speech about their son 
and Trump's attacks on Muslims to the Democratic gathering in Philadelphia Thursday evening. Quote, his wife, if you look at his wife, she was standing there, Trump told ABCs this week. Quote, she had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me. End quote. But plenty of people have written uh, that she was extremely quiet and it looked like she had nothing to say. Another quote from Trump. Um, Mr. Khan told CNN's State of the Union that Trump was, quote, totally incapable of empathy, adding I would want his family to counsel him, teach him some empathy. He will be a better person, but he is a black soul. But Trump also faced criticism for, for his extraordinary remarks from Republicans. John Kasich, the Ohio governor and a former competitor for the presidential nomination, said on Twitter, there's only one way to talk about Gold Star parents with honor and respect. Captain Khan is a hero. Together we should pray for his family. Ignoring calls from some conservative commentators to cease hostilities with the Khans, Trump again insisted on having the final word on Sunday. Quote, I was viciously attacked by Mr. Khan at the Democratic Convention, he said on Twitter following their remarks. Am I not allowed to respond? So, there's Donald Trump, and there's another controversy and another issue surrounding the Republican nominee for president. And the Clintons are saying, and their vice presidential nominee, Tim Kaine, are saying that Donald Trump is unfit to be president of the United States. And yet polling shows that Donald Trump is either tied with Hillary Clinton or beating Hillary Clinton or not that far behind Hillary Clinton in the United States. So millions and millions and millions of Americans are supporting Donald Trump. So I have this question for you. At uh, 888-225-8255, 888-225-8255, I have this question for you. And consider the comments that were made and what's been said over the last 24, 36 hours, which I just outlined for you. Is Donald Trump a racist appealing to white voters? That's been said. It's been written that Donald Trump is appealing to white voters. Is Trump a racist appealing to white voters in the U.S. and building his campaign on racism and fear? Or is Donald Trump nothing of the kind? Triple eight two two five, eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Is Donald Trump a racist who is appealing to white voters and building his campaign on racism and fear, or is he nothing of the kind? He has lots of followers in this country, and any time I've said even the slightest thing in could be interpreted as being critical of Donald Trump, people jump down my throat. There's a strong populist movement. We saw it in Brexit, and I've been talking about it for years. It's now becoming very, very much empowered, where people are telling politicians, you will do what we say and not what you want. Donald Trump has really... Um, made strong use of this populist movement. 
8700 is Trump a racist? Or is he nothing of the kind? We'll talk to you, hear your thoughts when we come back. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. And uh, on the web, RoyGreenShow.com. Post your comments, listen back to anything any time in the podcast. Now, Donald Trump has the right to respond to anything that's said at the Democratic Convention, including to what Mr. Khan said. The question is, was Trump's response racist? And specifically, and I think this is where most people are going, when he said, questioned that Mrs. Khan not speaking and saying maybe she wasn't allowed to. Is he racist? Is he appealing to whites just to appeal to the white population in the United States? And if you support Donald Trump, are you a racist? Triple A two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Hillary Clinton said, "White people have to have conversations." Let's take your calls and see where you stand. And we're going to begin with Tanya in Alberta. Hi, Tanya. Ooh, Tanya, we have to get you into a better mobile phone zone. All we heard was little blips, techno blips. Fred is in Edmonton. Let's stick in the stick around in Alberta here. Fred, what do you say, sir? Hello, Fred. Hello. You talking to me? Well, I, I think I am. Are you Fred? Oh, no, I'm Tanya. Oh, it's all backed up here. It says Fred. Oh. oh. Well, talk to me. I'll, I'll just... I'm see. talking to you, Tanya, and I okay, thank you yeah. for the call. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is I watched all this stuff with Trump and Hillary, and I don't know if uh, anybody is realizing what Trump is, but um, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, if he gets in, we got Hitler part two. And we got a problem. Hitler part two. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I I really don't like when people make analogous statements to no, Nazism. No, I know, I know, dear. But you know, because he is a racist. I mean, look, he wants to uh, build walls and not, you know, and stuff everybody. How else. long have you felt this way from the beginning? Has the feeling, the emotion right, against uh, Trump been building in you? I, yeah, I've never liked him, even when he was on The Apprentice. He's got that, you know, attitude. Okay. Thank you for the call. Strong statements. Triple eight two two five eight two five five four one six. Eight seven oh sixty four hundred. Many Canadians support Donald Trump. Well, is he a racist? Let's try for Fred in Edmonton. Hey Fred. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks yeah. for taking my call. Yes, sir, my pleasure. Go ahead, please. Um if we're going to equivocate the loss of a son in Afghanistan, I think it was, and to ask someone uh, how they would feel, well, naturally, in this case, uh, Trump building towers and things like that is not going to be in the same mode as someone that has built uh, towers and then lost a son. It's uh, uh, one that cannot be 
put together, the, the grief of losing a son, as it relates to uh, speaking in terms of Donald Trump as being a racist, and if you're white or if you're... Do you think he's a racist? Uh, well, if we want to bring everything down to a racist, uh, we have to believe... Is he... Are... Let me let me put you this way, and just give me an answer to this question, Fred. Is he targeting white voters with the intent of being elected by whites in the United States? Is Donald Trump specifically directing his campaign to whites? If he well, is, the answer is yes, then you're saying he's a racist. Uh, I have to say that Donald Trump got Sharia real well here because it was brought down to the terms of racism. Just tell me and what you think, Fred. Is he a racist? Uh, not in, in this particular case, uh, I don't think uh, Donald Trump was a racist, but we can go out on a tangent if we want to. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Um, I'm asking you the question. Now, I agree with Fred. You cannot equate the loss of a child, particularly loss of a child in war, with building buildings. You can't, but Donald Trump did. Donald Trump did. It doesn't matter whether you're a fan of Donald Trump's or not, he did. Is he a racist? That's the case that's being made. Certainly being made by, they're not saying it specifically, but they're talking around it by Clinton and Kane, and it's going to become more and more and more pointed in that direction, supported by mainstream media as you head toward November the 8th. But remember, Mr. Trump is the one who's making the statements. Claire is in Hamilton. Hi, Claire. Hi. So if he's a racist, at least he's not hiding it. Because let me tell you something. Most people in their heart of hearts are pissed off at what's going on in the world. And you want to call it racist or extreme or just a little bit nervous? Whatever. The country's in the toilet. Does he say the best things at the best time, the best way? Maybe not. Is he arrogant? So what? So, so Claire, so Claire, so what I, hold on, one sec, one sec, take a deep breath for a second. I hear you saying that, and this is the the point, the the statement I've been, the point I've been making for years and more and more recently, and it's been coming for a long time, Mm -hmm. is people are fed up with the type of government they have, Mm -hmm. with the arrogance that is displayed by one individuals who are elected and, uh, and I've got to go, hold on. Hold on, hold on, Claire. We're going to come back to you. I misfired on the clock because so exciting. We're going to come back. Stay with us. You listen to Green. green. You might turn red. red. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Unfit for office. Can't be trusted with the nuclear codes. Racist. That's what's being said about Donald Trump. And uh, based on the um, the fallout of the these things, uh, Mr. Trump said about Kizer Khan and his wife at the Democratic convention, said it to George Stephanopoulos on ABC television, challenging uh, Mr. Khan, then saying that equating the loss they're losing their son with his making sacrifices, building buildings, and employing thousands of people. Um, no, all right. So the question is, is Donald Trump a racist appealing to white voters in the United States and building his campaign on racism and fear, or is he nothing of the kind? 888 
uh, whatever it is, triple eight two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Back to Claire in Hamilton. So Claire, I'm sorry, I had to break there. So what we're talking about, just and I heard the emotion and the anger in your voice. People are fed up with the arrogance of governments, the arrogance of the same old, same old, with the power elites being elected to office and the power elites in the media supporting them. Okay, you know what? Enough already. Every politician has to have a little arrogance in them to do that job, to have your life exposed. Get with it, people. Okay, is he focusing on the white voters? Of course. It's a marketing plan. 30% of Republicans didn't even turn out to vote when Obama was running because they knew they wouldn't win. So, and Obama focused on who? Hispanics and the blacks and had Oprah help him. Blah, 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 blah. And there's just as much, if not more, black-on-black crime. They're all a little bit racist or focused on their specific area of demographic that's going to help them win. All right, so the, the bottom line, the, bo- the, the bottom, Claire, the bottom what? line is? What? The bottom so line is... Racist. So what? You know what? Stop being micro on this. This is the only thing that the Democrat left-wing media has to go by. The country's in the toilet. Okay, the country's in the toilet. I heard you say that earlier. Eddie is a, is a Muslim in Toronto. Hey, Eddie. Oh, let's push that button properly. Hi, Eddie. Hey, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Thank you for the call. Yeah, I want to talk about this man who lost his uh, son there. Uh, I don't, I mean, he's clearly being used as a political tool by the uh, Clinton campaign. Uh, You know, he should be asking her questions. I mean, uh, she's the one who voted for this uh, ridiculous, stupid war that cost uh, uh, his son his life. She did, Uh, yes. I mean, and and so as a Muslim, I'm not buying any of the story, this whole idea about Trump being racist. I know a lot of New Yorkers. Uh, New Yorkers are, are cannot be racist, in my opinion. I mean, it's 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 the most ethnically diverse city on the planet. Uh, you're in, in constant contact with all different types of people from everywhere. Everybody gets along in New York. I don't believe there's any New Yorker that's that's racist. Uh, I just I, I'm not buying this racist stuff. Uh, I don't think Donald Trump is a racist. I do think, however, the racist elements in, the, uh, uh, in his support base might end up costing him the election and he's smarter than that and um he really should should do something about that get those uh, uh, people uh, out of his uh, support because that's ultimately what's going to cost him the election i don't want to see hillary clinton become president i think she's a terrible person an opportunistic woman uh, very power hungry uh, I think it would just be a sad day if she became president of the United States. You know, when you talk about New York City being the absolute prime example, and we use the word a lot, and it's used a great deal, we hear it a lot, diversity. Uh, New York is the prime example of people from all over the world, different ethnic, religious, racial backgrounds, you name it. And they work together, and it works in this massive city. It works. All you have to do is spend 24 hours there. And it's evident that it works. So, you don't believe that Donald Trump is is racist. What do you make, and you're Muslim, what do you make of his saying for a period of time, and he's backing, he seems to be backing off this a bit now, but he has said and made it a campaign promise for a period of time, we're going to ban Muslims from entering the United States. What do you say to that? I, I think, again, what he's said, and he said it over and over again, and I don't know why the, the left keeps spinning this as sort of like uh, what he said. He's talking specifically about the Syrian refugees, and he wants to stop that. I don't think he's talked about it. No, I think not, Eddie. I think it was more broad-based than that, because he said, until we figure out what's going on, that wasn't about the Syrian refugees. 
I don't think so. But he has questions about the Syrian refugees, and I appreciate your call, sir. Thank you very much. Let's go to Winnipeg and Dave. Dave, thanks for uh, calling the show, sir. Uh, hi. Um, I, I don't really think he is a racist. I think he lets his mouth uh, um, go before his brain goes some of the time. I do think some of the comms people are writing these things for him as well. Uh, what but can you cut, uh, look, uh, Dave, can you cut somebody slack? Somebody who's a you know, multi-billionaire, someone who is the, 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 the Republican nominee for president, don't you think it's incumbent on that individual to engage his brain before his mouth starts working, to use your metaphor? Well, I would like to think that he would do that, and he irritates me because we've got to get rid of Hillary. Johnson doesn't stand a chance. I wish that he would find a way to speak better because um, a lot of us don't feel that way, but we just don't want her in there. I don't, I'm not an American, so I won't be voting, so it don't make a damn bit of difference. All right. But it is scary in Europe what's going on there, and that's a reality, and it's real. There's got to be some middle ground, and Hillary seems to take the far pole, and he takes the other pole. All right, Dave. You know what's happening? What's, ha- what's happening is Bernie has yanked Hillary to the left, but Hillary Clinton, as far as I'm concerned, I just don't think the Clinton family, the Clinton foundation, the Clinton presence, as it is, 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 I don't think their foundation is based on ethics. Thank you for the call, sir. I just don't, I just don't see it. I mean, Bill Clinton got up at the convention, and what did he do? Talk about his wonderful, marvelous, perfect relationship with his wife. Bill. Bill. I guess it all depends on what the meaning of wife is. Hey, Bill. All right. Where do we go now? Um, I'm going to Barry, Ontario, and speak to Al. Al, I appreciate your call, sir. Go ahead, please. Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of good points being made here. Um, I, the racist thing, I think it's just nonsense in the sense of any time the left, whether it be liberals or Democrats or socialists, Anytime they can't win an argument or anytime they, they can't speak properly on the issues, they use the racism term. If you, if you criticize Black Lives Matter, you're racist. If you criticize illegal immigration, and you know the whole story goes on and on and on. Everybody's a racist that disagrees with the left. I think that word's being drastically overused, Roy. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. And, and the Democrats see their ace card, not their race card, maybe their race card, but their ace card, as painting Donald Trump as a racist and, right. and trying to uh, wipe clean the slate of the errors uh, of omission and commission by the Clintons. So uh, time will tell, and I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to see. Now, I'm going to be introducing you to a... A Muslim guest in just a couple of minutes. You already know this man. You know of him. You've maybe heard him on this program. He's a remarkable, remarkable young man who sacrificed for this country and could have lost his life for this country and whose parents were murdered recently. He had a uh, a great week with a great... Reunion with his family. You're going to hearing this, be hearing this young man in just a couple of minutes. He really sacrificed a lot for Canada. Bill is in Whitby, Ontario. Bill, good day, sir. Hey, how's it 
Alan Guzman. All right, how are you? First of all, I'm going to say any family in any political party which would politicize a fallen soldier's death, I find deplorable to begin with. And I don't care what party you are, Democratic, Liberal, Conservative, NDP. I don't think anybody criticized a fallen soldier's death. No, no, but I don't like the family getting up there, and I don't like the Democratic Party using that. Oh, I see what you mean. You, you know what I mean? I found that despicable to begin with. I found that it made me want to go wash myself off. But secondly, Donald Trump, I don't know if he is. What, I mean, what, what, what made you want to go wash yourself off? Because I define him too horrible. I, I, if you think you, that you think that Mr. Khan was used by the Democrats? I think I think I yeah I think I think the whole thing is deplorable. I would never use my child in that way. I would their memory was is not for sale. Okay, carry, for sale carry, okay. So carry on. And my other point is, I don't know if Donald Trump is. I don't know his heart and heart. But you know what his words were, and, and the, the guy you said before, Roy, like this is supposedly a billionaire who went to the Warden School of Business. Like, have you got a brain in your head? Or do you, or, or you don't want to self-destruct? Because really, you're, you're kicking your own self in the ass. Don't, don't blame anybody else. Because if I was an advisor of his, I would have walked out the door. I well, would have literally walked out the door. You know, uh, Bill, if I went on the air, and people do accuse me of shooting my mouth off, but, mm -hmm. but, but, but I, I say what I think, but if I were to just go on the air and start to babble all sorts of trash and then say, well... Well, I uh, uh, wasn't thinking. I wouldn't be forgiven. I'd be out of a job before the end of the show. Well, and deservedly so. Well, look at it realistically, Roy. He, he babbles on about the, the, the Apprentice. It was become the Celebrity Apprentice because, you know what, that's the only way he could sell it to NBC. He couldn't sell it in his own name. He, he sold it because... Would you, so, so would you vote for him? I like his message. I like Bernie Sanders' message, but uh, I can't vote for any of that stupid. You know, okay. I just can't. He's just stupid. All right. Thank you, Bill. He's just stupid. Well, Roy Green Show, Chorus Radio Network. Let's find out if Phil in Cambridge, Ontario, thinks that Donald Trump is just stupid. Hey, Phil? No, the guy's brilliant. And my thing is, I'll answer this question for you. Vote for Trump. I'm, of course, I'm a Canadian, okay? He raises questions that nobody else raises. Like? He's not. He's not. He's not racist. Okay, let me just say this: uh, walls build walls because walls work. Because we build fences in our yards for a reason because they work. Okay, we don't put them up for nothing. Right? It's interesting. Well, you, it's interesting you say that because I was looking at the fence around um, my yard this morning, and I had a similar thought. It had never occurred to me, but. It, it keeps my neighbors out, yeah. But I kind of like my neighbors, so. Yes, yes, but but okay, but people from coming over or or anything else. Now here's here's I'm going to say this: Canada has walls. Has what? And they have and they have a wall with a beautiful door, and that's called customs. And the people that go through customs legally yeah. have no problem. The people that, that are illegal try to sneak around those. Okay. So so. This, this is the problem. He's not saying that uh, we don't want immigrants, and he doesn't want the illegals. Like, we don't want illegals. We no, don't but want he said, but thank you for the call, Phil, but he did say Muslims specifically. Now, when we come back, you're going to be hearing a young man who really sacrificed for this country. And he's had a, a very joyous week. And we're going to talk to him just before he takes his family to see part of his new country stay with us.